Oh, it's an exciting night here, my little darklings. This is the Paranormal 60 News, X-Files, The Evil Dead, and we have a ghost edition. We've got special guests dropping by, Thomas Lane, to talk to us about his book, The Karma Factor, and a brand new paratune from Night Demon. We're going to be talking about ancient evil on their song. You're going to want to be here for that. Stay tuned. We've got it coming your way next, right here on the best in all paranormal entertainment. I'm Dave Schrader, and this is the Paranormal 60 News. Thank you for tuning in tonight. I want to thank our new sponsor. Get the help you deserve. BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash P60 today. You'll get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash P60. I am your host, Dave Schrader. I am in a good mood because I use BetterHelp. You should too. There's no shame in the game. If you need a little bit of help, BetterHelp has helped me, and I hope that it'll help you as well. I know we're all living in a weird world, and I want you to know that you can reach out, you can get help, and with BetterHelp, you can find a way to get help for you that feels good, is comfortable, affordable, and works around your schedule. So please check it out. Again, go to betterhelp.com slash P60. You'll save 10% off your first month. All right, let's get to it. We've got a lot of cool stuff going on tonight. Uh, new songs. We've got some emails a little bit later on from you, our listeners. Let's go in order of how they entered the room. I am your host and anchor for the night, Dave Schrader. Joining me from somewhere inside a dark, desperate bunker, somewhere in the heart of Texas, the Colonel, Martin. Oh, Lowe. how are how you, you doing, Dave? Mark? Happy Friday. Yeah, happy Friday, buddy. Thanks for being here with us, spending a little time, getting ready to share some Thanks. news. We got Thanks a lot for of good having ones. me. Yeah, yeah, of course. All right, ladies and gentlemen, he was the first to whine about not having a link, but he was the second to show up. You do the math, ladies and gentlemen, the paranormal detective, Greg Lawson. You know, I'm uh, I'm just about the show, Dave, just trying to push you forward are. and it looks like it's like, are you in Alaska right now where the sun is just starting to come up in the day? You've got that low light setting. It's just yeah, kind of like, yeah. it's just breaking through the window. Like I should see you with yeah. a nice cup of Joe, maybe your morning paper, your dog, hey, your slippers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Colonel, he's Colonel's not having gone. this. Apparently you're using your uh, no. FBI powers to knock him offline. Hopefully mm. we'll get the Colonel back in here. Uh, also there. joining us, ladies and gentlemen, all the way from the great state of wisconsin milwaukee you know him you love him the fonz's cousin it is chachi now greg is gone thank <laughs> goodness know. i'm I so glad i entered late because look what happened now it's just right. me and you when you it said is. somewhere from a dark desperate bunker i knew uh -huh. it was greg but i was wrong yeah you were wrong it was well, listen uh, it's gonna be good this oh. guy oh the colonel hey marty yeah. oh you're hey about there me alone 
Yeah. Hit so one, I'm thinking one wrong button. Boys, let me throw this out to you, and I want to hear from our audience. Email me, Dave, at Paranormal60.com. What do you think if once in a while, maybe once, maybe twice a month, you get the Paranormal 60, how about the Rock and Roll 60, where we get together, talk about some of our favorite music, some of the music that influenced our lives. We'll take favorite songs from the listeners. We'll talk about some of the stories behind those songs that uh, we loved and grew up with so much, and uh, just kind of, kind of expand each other's musical knowledge with some fun facts, stupid stories, and lots of laughs. What do you guys think? Would you guys like Where to do that? Would you like to do the that? rock and Where roll 60? See that? Heck yeah. I would absolutely love that. Yes. Yeah. You know what, yeah. though? We got to make this unanimous. Uh, Greg, what do you think? Sun's coming I'm 60. in. I'm in. All right. Good. Wow. Did you? What happened? Do you get <laughs> knocked offline? Is is something twister blowing through Texas again? Yeah, What's going I'm, on? I don't know. Um, could be a twister. You're safe, I hope. All right. We've got uh, news to share. Um, a lot of cool stuff coming up next week. Uh, next week, folks, we will have a brand new episode of the Paranormal 60. We'll also have a brand new episode, believe it or not, of the Paranormal 60 News. We're going to pre-record it, but it will air live for you guys next Friday night. And then while we're on the cruise, while we're on the cruise, we're going to be recording two live episodes, two live with my crew. Am I allowed to say that? Or is, I see what you did there. Yeah. That's we're going to be uh, two live crew in it aboard the Jericho cruise. We're going to do uh, Jeff Dye is going to be our guest on the first night on Thursday. We're going to talk Bigfoot, Sasquatch, ghosts, haunted theaters, and more. Then on Sunday, Saturday, Saturday, we're going to be recording along with uh, two amazing pro wrestlers with paranormal in their blood so they'll be joining us as well it's going to be a lot of a lot of fun um we'll all be sporting our brand new paranormal 60 gear and uh, it'll be me chachi the colonel i'm I'm missing a name there's four of us dave this yeah is it missing Uh, really is it yeah he's oh he's gonna be busy with the kling brothers he's hanging out with brad and barry kling Wow. Doing something with them instead of with us, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I've missed the Kling 60 show. Mm. I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's all about scheduling, know. Dave. I'm very jealous. And I'm a jealous man. I don't like sharing my men with other men. Well, let's <laughs> so, go ahead and move wow. ahead. Dave. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Is that Fast weird? Forward through this segment. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> Different got, segment. Uh, all right. We have some news to share with you. Some uh, cool, weird, creepy, spooky, ooky stories. Um, hey, super chats are on, super stickers are on, super thanks are on. If you feel like giving a little love and nod to the crew, feel free to make those donations. <laughs> Boys, the show progresses. Yes. Yeah. Let us wow. begin. I don't know if you guys Let heard this begin. news. I'm going to Egypt in wow. mid-February, and they keep finding amazing things in Egypt. They, just, they are like, killing like, They it just right now. dug up yep. a, a mummy that's swaddled in gold. Yeah. They find all these incredible things out there, and... You've all heard of the Book of the Dead, right? Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, here's something a little uh, trippy. They just unearthed a 52-foot-long scroll from the Book of the Dead. Wow. Are you ready from this? Yeah, they um, found it in Saqqara. This story originally was slated for uh, the colonel, but because he has done so much for our country, I decided to tackle the the Egyptian words in this for you, Mark. Hey, thanks, man. I do appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Archaeologists in Egypt have discovered a 52-foot-long papyrus containing sections 
from the Book of the Dead, more than 2,000-year-old document, was found within a coffin in a tomb south of the Steppe Pyramid of Dozier at Saqqara. There are many texts from the Book of Dead, and analysis of the new finding may shed light on ancient Egyptian funerary traditions. Conservation work is already complete, and the papyrus is being translated into Arabic, according to a translated statement, which was released in conjunction with an event marking Egyptian Archaeologist Day back on January 14th. This is the first full papyrus to be uncovered at Saqqara in more than 100 years. Mustafa Waziri, Secretary General of the Supreme Council of Antiquities, said, according to the statement, the Steppe Pyramid of Dozier was constructed during the reign of the Pharaoh Dozier, which ruled around circa 2630 BC to 2611 BC, and was the first pyramid the Egyptians built. The area around the Steppe Pyramid was used for burials for millennia. Indeed, the coffin that housed the newfound papyrus dates to the late period, circa 712 BC to 332 BC. And Zahai Hawass, Hawass, see? How are you? Marty? Yeah, pretty How good. How are you? Yeah. Uh, Egypt's former minister of antiquities told Live Science in an email, information about who owned the papyrus and its precise date will be announced soon. The Book of the Dead is a modern day name given to a series of texts the Egyptians believed would help the dead navigate the underworld among other purposes. This appears to be the second papyrus containing texts from the Book of the Dead that have been found at Saqqara in the past year, back in 2022. You guys remember that way back then? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Here Children we go. Days, yep. Holy cow, Nancy Hayes. Thanks for the love Nancy. tonight on the show. I'll take her up on Holy that. Holy cow. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you popping in Thanks, as well Donna. to give us a little love and support. Donna. So last year in 2022, a 13- 13-foot fragmentary papyrus containing texts from the Book of the Dead was found at Saqqara in a burial shaft near the pyramid of the pharaoh Teti. It uh, had the name of its owner, a man named Paquif, written on it. <laughs> How do you spell that? Whatever. P-W-K-H-A-E-F, Paquif. Yeah, the no discovery... wonder he's dead. Yeah, the, the discovery was made by a team of Egyptian archaeologists from the Ministry of Tourism and Antiquities, which has yet to release images of the ancient document. According to the statement, the papyrus will soon go on display in an Egyptian museum. They can't release it, but gentlemen, we can. There it is, the Book wow. of the Dead. Look yeah. at that. Nice. Look at it. Yeah. That's you guys it. a fan of the Evil Dead movie series? Oh, yeah. Of course. One of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Oh my God, Chachi! I just realized your shirt. Hashtag Moist Beast. I've read it. Like I just saw times. my shirt. I just read it. Three Did times. you? Have you been working out this week? Because that shirt looks, looks like a it's lot you. smaller. You notice lot my smaller. chest is bigger. The words are smaller, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, That's how you do moist it, man? Beast. That's how you do it. That's a good shirt. Uh, I here's a cool piece of information. In my private collection, I don't oh. like to brag. I, but I'm going to brag. Gonna, yep. I have an actual page from this book from the movie The Evil Dead, and it's signed by Sam Raimi. No, get out of here. Yeah. Get out it's of one here. of the pages that blew up and was like floating around in, in the room in one of the scenes. Right. I got it. How did you come across uh, that? Yeah. How did you get that? 
I can't tell you. Hey, thank you, Mariah. We appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate the support. Using my other account to send this, my son and I both love watching and listening to your shows. Always a great viewing. Thank you. Shout out to your son. I noticed you as well. Thank you, Lena, for popping in there. Loki also for popping in and showing a little love while I was reading the story. Yeah, amazing stuff. Uh, Let's see, Eric, you've got kind of a follow-up to the story I just read here. I do. Look at me. Yeah, I know. Follow-up. That's right. I said, Eric, you have a follow-up to this story. All right, let's see. Everybody's got their mm-hmm. uh, drinks in hand? Yes. Oh, yeah. You're going to have trouble with this one? <laughs> yeah. uh, the first sentence kind of got me, so we'll see if we can okay. do it here. All right. Uh-huh. Bruce Campbell is understandably yeah. curious about a real-life Book of the Dead. Legend mm. has it that it was written by the Dark Ones. The Chronomicon X Mortis. Wait, the what? Oh, yeah. The what? The Chronomicon. Oh, Necronomicon. What? Necronomicon. Necronomicon, you freaking... That's what I you know said. what? In the East Coast, though, we call it Necronomicon. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Wait, Marty, what was that? I mean, you <laughs> say what? Back in the East Coast, where yeah, uh-huh. we happen to both... Well, not me, but Eric. Uh, we call it yeah. something different. And Necronomicon. That's it, right there. Yeah, yeah. All right. Next so, mom, not mama coming. Yeah. Not yeah. mama coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Bruce Campbell is excited because he's seen information about the real book of the dead. Yep. Legend has it written by the dark ones, the Necronomicon ex mortis. Roughly yeah. translated as the book of the dead. The book right. served as a passageway to the evil worlds beyond. It was written mm-hmm. long ago when the seas ran red with blood. That's my running with blood. Blood. That was good. That was good. And it is at the heart of the Evil Dead franchise. I'm not saying What is at the heart? I'm not saying it. uh, Oh, the Necronomicon? I'm from the Northeast. Necronomicon. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. What did you call it first first up? I bet you can't even do it again. Necronomicon. Is that what I said? Oh, is that what you said? No, he said Necronomicon. 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 There's a lot yeah. of people yeah. listening that like to move on with the story. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, they're like, no, I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> no. Okay. So it is a diabolical tome, T-O-M-E, that summons demons that various people just can't help reading aloud. Mm-hmm. Uh, star Bruce Campbell, who plays the chainsaw-wielding Ash Williams across multiple movies, TV shows, and video games, oh, yeah. can attest that chaos usually follows. Mm-hmm. So it's all too understandable that Campbell's ears pricked up now that a copy of the real-life Book of the Dead has appeared. Fortunately, the Egyptian Book of the Bed... Bed. The bed. <laughs> Come on! We're like the 10 minutes into the, the show. The Book of the Bed. Book of the I, bed. Listen, I have that <laughs> yeah. book, okay? That's yeah. a great book. I can't book. wait to see yeah. that one. I've I'll read that one, and it was It's great. a picture book. It's a little um, picture book. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't seem to summon flesh-hungry demons, as far as we mm-hmm. know. A more accurate translation might be the Book of Coming into the Light. And it's essentially a guide created to ease a soul's path through the Egyptian underworld and into the afterlife. Mm. This particular example was found inside a sarcophagus. How do you like that? Wow. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I know my words. And spending <laughs> thousands of years nestled in alongside a creepy mummy sure sounds spooky. But the day of the dead. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Go on. But the dead are uniquely in need of its lessons. Even so, mm-hmm. perhaps mm-hmm. best mm-hmm. to err on the side of caution and don't mm-hmm. read it aloud. Heck yeah. Elsewhere in the franchise, Evil Dead Rise is almost ready to go. Originally intended as an HBO Max exclusive, the movie will now mm-hmm. premiere at South by Southwest in Austin in March and go into a full theatrical release the following month. Really? I'm looking Can't forward wait. to that. Have you seen the commercials for this movie? The Book of the Bed? <laughs> yeah, The Book of the that Bed. That one. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Let's do a real quick impromptu, and I'm going to get to the, the song, but I want to do a quick impromptu um, yeah. uh, uh, kind of upon further review since we're talking Bruce, and he's one of my favorites. Have you guys ever seen, and I'm trying to pull up the name of this movie, My Name is Bruce. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, Bruce Springsteen. Uh, no, 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 it's, no. it's a clever little. It's a clever little horror movie comedy where uh, this town unleashes an ancient evil, and they don't know what to do. Bruce Campbell happens to be in town signing autographs at like some convention, so they kidnap Bruce Campbell to bring him to town <laughs> to deal with the evil. And as soon as he gets there, things get worse because he's just an idiot. <laughs> My my he name is himself. Bruce. In other words, yes. Okay. My I, name is Bruce. Is the name of the movie, and it is a clever, fun little movie. I. That's one of the few shows he was in town, in Minnesota, while I was live on the air doing my radio show. He called in to promote the the screening. We talked. That's one of the few guests that had me stammering and acting like, like Eric reading that last story. Ooh, wow. Very odd. What? What? Yeah. It was awkward yeah. for everybody involved. But it was a great movie. I would not wouldn't say a great movie. It's a fun movie. Out of five phantoms, I would give it a solid three just for the concept. All right. It, it's not a great movie in the sense of high concept. It's it was bloody. a fun movie. It's, yeah, it's, it's a, a fun, fun kind of in a... that vein. Like Bubba Hotep, his other yeah. movie. Yeah, it's exactly. a fun movie. I like it. Yeah. Dave, have you Is ever reviewed a, a movie, movie that you gave one phantom to? Oh my God! The Babadook gets a negative. Oh, oh, oh come Babadook. on! Horrible, uh, horrible. Babadook. It's one Babadook. Of what? What? Oh, I'm so, ooh. <laughs> did you get ooh, something happened. <laughs> yeah, the internet in Texas is rough. The Babadook is horrible. Oh, let's not fight about it. It's time now for Paratunes. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's awful early we, for that, isn't it? Not at all. We've got a song that's going to play right into this. I just got done talking about Ancient Evil. We just talked about the Necronomicon. Here is a song by Night Demon. The song is Ancient Evil. Exactly. 
Yeah, that's that ancient evil song. That was good. That was good. That's our first metal song. Yeah. That yeah. reminds me oh. so much of 80s hair metal. That is awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. if like you took Judas Priest and Sebastian Bach and put them together. Sebastian. And say, go yeah, out. Sebastian. Sebastian Bach. Sebastian. 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 I checked out their website, as you guys should as well. Looks like they're uh, getting ready to kick off a tour here in like uh, six weeks. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. They've got new albums, new music. This is actually one of their old songs. They sent me two songs. This is the one I chose to play since we were talking about the Necronomicon. Ancient I don't know if you're right. Song a couple times. Uh, great song. Fun song. Mm -hmm. We may have another one of those coming up. All right, guys. It's time to get your stuff together. We have an author right. joining us. Try to act like you're adults here, would you? Okay, we'll like do. To try, to, All yeah, right. try to make this seem a little bit more classy. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a brand new book out and available. There's a link for it on tonight's show guide, The Karma Factor. How about that? This is the book. We have the author joining us right now. Thomas Lane is here. Thomas, welcome yeah. to the show. Thanks for being here. Thanks. Awesome. This Thanks this uh, book book is out available right now. People yep. have got the uh, link through there. Cool cool concept of this. And this is a uh, what type of genre do you call this? Is it metaphysical spy? What, what what does this fit under? Well, that was one of the interesting problems I had in terms of how the folks wanted to market it because it's yeah. I would say it's eighty percent you know cops and robbers, and then it's backlit by kind of some ancient. Uh, spiritual concepts like karma and that. Mm -hmm. So we ended up calling it uh, a metaphysical thriller. Oh, cool. All right. A new genre. Yeah. yeah. Monk's timeless vision, an assassin's revenge, and a New York cop caught in the middle. That's the karma factor. Uh, normally, we don't have novelists come on and share time with us because they don't, you know, most of the guests don't want to give away what the book is about. But uh, I wanted to make sure to, to promote this because this falls into a, a kind of a cool subgenre. So many people that love our paranormal show also love true crime and mm -hmm. they love detective stuff. So give right. me some of the concept behind what uh, what inspired you to write this book. That's really a tough one because there's so many different factors that come in and say, you know, mm -hmm. look at me, examine this, whatever. I would say uh, in one way is that I have two threads going through me as a person. Mm -hmm. uh, one is, you know, a regular guy. I love rock and roll. I love mischief. I love adventure. I also had a, a uh, billowing, all-encompassing imagination growing up. And that began to translate into... Uh, literature, uh, The Hobbit, and magical things like that. Mm -hmm. And then it moved into a kind of a more spiritual, uh, Eastern culture type thing. So I had these two different opposing factors going on, and I, and I wanted to write something that showed, you know, grit and toughness and hardness, but in amidst the seams, there was some beautiful things, magical things, and things that, you know, that can change your life, which is, and it's about a cop, who's really on the on the downside he's ready to take himself out and he finds himself and make creates a situation where he's going into the lair of a bad guy who's got a machine gun tucked under a pillow and James Early detective James Early who's the hero leaps in front of it hoping that the bullets will take him out and the bullets get diverted all of a sudden they're they're going through a hole in the sky in Arizona and so now he's stuck with why me? What happened? What am I supposed to do with this? 
and that leads into a quest that takes them to Tibet in the past and the corridors of past lifetimes and New York City, where he's based as an NYPD cop. Uh, and all of that helped me unite um, sort of conflicting um, viewpoints. It sounds amazing. I just got the book today. I'm heading yeah. off on my cruise next week. Oh, so good. I'm planning on bringing it with. I'm going to read it and pass it off to Eric. I know he said he wanted the copy when I got done with it. Oh, so great. we're going to be sharing it amongst the group in our new little book club, I guess we're putting together. Mm -hmm. If you have one that has pop-up pictures, we could give to Greg and Marty for the next time. Oh, wow. I'll, I'll work on that one. That would be great. <laughs> Thomas, have you ever had um, a connection to the metaphysical or the paranormal plane? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Could you, could you tell us a little bit about it? Well, I've had experiences with ghosts and things, um, that are not of this realm. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had moments where, and I would really set the scene so I could have these moments because I'm always looking for those opportunities to be outside the sort of, um, spell, shall we say, mm -hmm. of, well, human life and that I look for opportunities and some of them have gone into these kind of paranormal things. Some I would have to just call as just spiritual where things were connected in a way that was not plausible or possible for me mm -hmm. uh, when I'm drenched in making it through another day. On right. But um, and the other side of me that that came in here is a. Uh, Oh, just the, the values of, of, of social justice and things like that, that also the, the sense of it being bigger than this humdrum uh, existence helped fuel me to do more uh, in terms of just helping out my brothers and sisters, you know? Very cool. Well, this is this the first time you've dabbled in the kind of the metaphysical realm with your writing? No, I'm a musician and a poet, and I've written all kinds of stuff. But I, I, I've been off the grid, shall we say, and in my mm -hmm. head, off the grid. And uh, I wasn't interested in stardom or pushing myself out there or fame or glory. Um, but I, like a lot of folks have with, the, with the, the amount of stuff that's going on now with the climate change and just mm -hmm. the shootings we've been seeing, it's just everybody has to do a little bit more, um, I feel. And I felt that I had to make myself get away from my co own comfort zone get out there and and write this book. The book had been written, but get it published and promote it and do all the things that have led me here to visit with you. Excellent. Now, I know we've got a link for it on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, and there, I believe there's a Kindle version and the uh, the hardcover. Are you uh, offering autographed copies on your website or anything that people can find? You know, I haven't even thought about that. Um, okay. But um, that's, a, that's a thought, yeah. All right. Well, maybe people can reach out to you. What's the best way to find you and, and communicate with you? Or are you off the grid where it comes to no. social media and, no, no, and no. all of that? <laughs> no, I'm here. I really am. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jealous of Thomas being off the grid, actually. Exactly. Oh, if, if you can afford it, man, it is so, it's so important that I could really find my own voice, you know, when I wasn't listening to undue influences coming in from everywhere else. Um, my website is thomaslane.com. What a coincidence. It's got, it's got my name. <laughs> that is crazy. Unbelievable. That that happened, you know, 
that's well, not everybody can just happen to buy a, a URL that also links up to their name, but that's awesome. The book again, the karma factor it's out and available right now. There's a link for it on our, our show guide. So for those yeah. of you listening to the podcast only version of this, the link is right on there, or you can go to thomaslane.com to find more information as well. Uh, Thomas, before I let you go, is there, is there a ghost story, uh, an experience you actually had that you'd share with us? Yeah. I don't want to put you on the spot, but if no, you, no, if you've no, got no, one, I'm, I know our listeners would love to hear it. I was sifting, uh, through things. Gotcha. This is, um, this is not my normal brand, but I, I had been able to contact, um, folks that were floating around without bodies, uh, every now and then ghosts, uh, disembodied mm -hmm. spirits. And somebody invited me over to exercise, um, they were having problems. They felt there was some some presence in there. So, and I was honored and I felt very vastly unqualified to do such a thing. Uh, but I did, I went over there and as I was walking around, I saw this image of a woman sitting in a chair in the living room and it was a bad vibe. And so I tried to flow some energy, some, some good energy, some good vibes. And then it seemed to dissipate a little bit. And then when my friend came back in the room, I, he said, what'd you find? I said, that chair there, did somebody, something happen in that chair? He said, yeah, that was the chair that the woman who used to live here died in. And so <laughs> that happened. Wow. Did that change your perspective of the world and mm -hmm. what's going on around us? Does it, does it give you a different, you know, kind of a look into the music and creativity side of you or, or being an artist and an author and a musician, were you already kind of tapped into that? Do you believe? Yeah, I, I was, I was tapped in, you know, as I said, I, I was looking for alternatives uh, and trying to stay grounded at the same time, which is a chore. I know you guys know that. Mm -hmm. um, so I, you know, I, I explored, I, I really, you know, I, I don't have learned not to accept the, the first take on anything and mm -hmm. try to hang in there a little bit longer see what it'll tell me if I just stay there and look and listen and be open. And there's wild stuff going on. I, you know, I, I don't spend a lot of time there, but it's, it's one of the places I go to. Well, please, when you write more and you've got a new book in our, in our kind of field of, of, uh, of interest, please let us know. And if you have any songs that have a paranormal slant to them, bring them on. We'll be happy to play them as a paratune here on our, on our show and introduce our listeners to them. Oh, that's very kind. Thank you very much. I'll take you up on that. Thank you very much. Thomas Lane is the author. Right. The book, again, The Karma Factor, it is out and about. The link is available on tonight's show, so you can find it. Looks fascinating. I'm excited to read this because I'm going to be doing a lot of traveling. So, Chachi, if I don't get finished with it on the cruise, I'll bring it back from Egypt when I'm out there. You know, Dave, wow. when he I, said, if you can afford to go off the grid. That's right. I was going to mention, with what Dave pays me, sadly, I cannot. Oh, wow. <laughs> Listen, oh. I'm at the point where I can't even afford to be on the grid. So I might have to. <laughs> this is the grid leave. cost, anyway. Yeah, yeah the grid, that grid the grid's, now, grid's expensive. The grid is quite pricey. But uh, let's do this. We have to take a couple of... Uh, couple of minutes to pay the bills really? uh, again let me remind you uh we're welcoming our brand new sponsor today's episode is brought to you by better help what's the first thing that you'd do if say you had an extra hour in your day would you go for a run maybe take a nap read a book or just show up for a friend 
A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. And the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're like me, you think, I can get through a lot. And we can. We're a resilient species. However, there are times that we need to reach out that hand and get a little help from somewhere else. That's what I did with BetterHelp. When I reached that limit and I realized things were getting a little bit out of control, instead of taking it out on my family or taking it out on myself, I just decided to reach out and get the help that I deserve. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy, my darklings. Get better help. Visit betterhelp.com p60. Do that today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That's better help h-e-l-p dot com slash p60 it's time to take control of your life dave's here rooting you on and if i can do this you can do this let's do this together betterhelp.com slash p60 there's a link for it on today's program guide join us for this amazing paranormal conference that's being held in a haunted school in glen beulah wisconsin haunted midwest ghost tours presents Great Lakes Paranormal Conference on September 22nd through the 24th, 2023. We have some great speakers with Jason Hawes, Adam Berry, Sherry DiBenedetti, Lyle Blackburn, Shane Pittman, Sarah Lemos, Dave Schrader, Jeff Bellinger, along with Wisconsin's very own Chad Lewis, and many more will make this one of Wisconsin's most talked about events. We have over 40 vendors and nighttime investigations at various haunted locations with special guests. Get your tickets now at GreatLakesParanormalConference.com and find us on Facebook under the same name. Choose from VIP, General 3-Day, and Day Pass. Again, that's GreatLakesParanormalConference.com. The brand new Paranormal 60 t-shirts are here. We have sizes ranging from small to 5X. Prices between $25 to $30 a shirt. And you can do some savings if you buy more than one shirt on your shipping costs. We have the Paranormal 60 emblazoned across the front. Show your pride in your favorite paranormal program. And four different backs to choose from. My favorite, of course, don't scare me, I poop easily. We also have Words is Hard, which is the mantra of every Friday night. You can prove that you're a darkling by getting the shirt with darkling on the back. Or you can get one that just proudly states Paranormal Talk Radio, Paranormal60.com. Shirts are shipping right now. So if you're interested in purchasing a shirt, email me, Dave, at Paranormal60.com. Tell me what size shirt you need, how many you need, which design you'd like, and include your shipping address and email address. We will send out an invoice to you. Once you pay that invoice, we'll get the shirt processed. You should have it within two to three weeks. Don't delay. Get your Paranormal 60 shirt now while they're available. Haunted Magazine is packed 
full of the paranormal, stuffed with the supernatural, sautéed with spookiness, garnished with ghosts, and even drizzled with a dash of demons. If you want histories, mysteries, ghost stories, hauntings, weird stuff, freaky stuff, and more supernatural than you can shake a stick at, come and see Haunted Magazine for the world's best paranormal writers. Visit www.hauntedmagazineprintshop.com for your latest scare. Remember kids, don't be normal, be paranormal. Come on out and see me. I'll be in Richmond, Virginia, March 24th through the 26th at Galaxy Con. And if you go right now and get your tickets, you can save 25% off by using code GALAXY25. All one word, G-A-L-A-X-Y-25. You can get more information about where I'll be this year at Galaxy Con. I'll be at all four of their conferences around the United States, including the one in Austin, Texas, where not only will you get a chance to meet me, but you'll get a chance to meet the entire paranormal 60 news crew so if you can sign up now go to galaxycon.com see all the amazing guests that are going to be on hand and you'll get a chance to hang out with your favorite paranormal radio host and his buddies so go check that out galaxycon.com all right we are back we've got more stories to share we are believe it or not only two stories in <laughs> to our eight stories for the night <laughs> stories long night yeah, oh, but long night. now that we're back into it, now that we're ready, let's call upon the paranormal detective to deliver the news oh, wow. the only way oh, wow. he can. I'm next. I'm next. You are up, paranormal detective. What oh. are we talking about next? Oh, we're talking about a viral ghost. David uh, Harbour is a viral ghost in new Netflix movie. Yeah, y'all know all. Everybody knows David Harbour. Uh, he yeah. haunts. He, yeah, and, and this is he's going to be haunt, haunting uh anthony mackie and jennifer coolidge in a new trailer for the netflix horror comedy we have a ghost you know there's a bunch of these shows coming out uh lately mm -hmm. uh, a lot of these ghost stories uh, so netflix used to be known as the company that rented dvds via little red envelopes sent in the mail until the release oh yeah until the release of the nostalgic 80s set Horror series Stranger Things established the company's reputation as creators of their own massively popular streaming content. Yeah. And along with the exposition and explosion of Netflix came the arrival of Harbor, whose performance as Stranger Things chief Jim Hopper made a longtime character actor into a genuine star. That's right. It's true. Mm -hmm. Yep. While audiences eagerly await the final season of Stranger Things on Netflix, they can enjoy a different kind of harbor performance in upcoming We Have a Ghost, a horror comedy from Happy Death Day director Christopher Landon. Y'all all know Christopher. Great Anybody? Director. He did Happy yeah. Death Day. He also did that yeah. uh, freaky movie where it was right. vince vaughn and the cute little blonde uh, yeah. do the freaky friday swap little house on the prairie killer. yeah uh, uh, uh that was a weird rejoiner yeah no, i huh? don't think what? that's it at all but anyway oh, okay. uh yeah i'm all looking right. forward to it but it looks like a good movie david harbour's in it uh yeah. looking forward to uh that he's he's pretty good he's in the movie violent night i was gonna say did you guys see but, that i haven't seen it 
I did. Oh, and uh, oh. it's on, I think it's on Hulu or Peacock or Amazon or Netflix or something. I, yeah. I, on, I just on, keep naming them off. I'm about to be right. Yeah, you right? Gonna, you'll hit it eventually. Yeah. yeah. On this one, he's giving off strong vibes of Beetlejuice. And we have a ghost trailer also teases the White Lotus Coolidge in a juicy role as an online medium, along with MCU's Mackie as a dad trying to cash in on being haunted. Yeah. That's a good one, right? Yeah. Okay. Looks good. Sounds good. We'll have to see it. Right, Maybe what we should you, do. Dave. We should figure out if we could do a watch party because once mm. it comes out, when does it say it's going to be released? Yeah. Is it February 24th? <laughs> it will be released. Yeah. 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 There's there's uh, nothing in the article. However, the article does say after finding a ghost with a murky past haunting their new house, a family mm. becomes an internet sensations and uh, then becomes targets of a shadowy government agency. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Back to you, Dave. Now, you've said that before, and then you've said okay, that. Yeah. Right. So, I'm just double-checking. So yeah. yeah. Through this. Oh, uh, there's more. Wow. <laughs> okay. Mason, no, and it's not, plot dream not through this. It's though this. Though this is... Like a plot or may look like a plot dreamed up by Netflix algorithm uh, when they provided the keywords of David Harbour, Beetlejuice, and Stranger Things. The movie is actually based on a short story called Ernest by Joff Manon. Yeah, the Ernest. Joff. Either one. G-E-O-F-F. Joff? That's yeah, Jeff. It's British. It's British. It's Joff. <laughs> Joff. Joff. Hey, can I finish this Ernest title? We thought you have four or five uh, times, but please continue. Yeah. Yeah. In, in fact, refers to a titular ghost. Titular. Part, ghost. Hey, hey, what? hey. Come on, what? Come on now. Spell it. Spell family, family show. T I T U L A R. Titular ghost. Jeff. It's like something, yeah, that, uh, you know, it's because he looks like something. So, who's named that because he resembles the actor Ernest Borgnon? Back to you, Dave. He's lying. Really? Are you sure? Adam. He's lying. <laughs> Joff. Joff. <laughs> words now, words is hard. Mark, Mark G is so correct. Uh, you, come you on. Are in come the, on. Come on. You are in a grown adult man. Who has probably interacted with thousands, if not tens of thousands of people in his life. In law ten of, Wait, did you just say ten of thousand? Yeah, you, you have interacted with ten of thousand. Ten I'll of tell pillows. you what. Mm -hmm. Listen, my, uh -huh. my pillows. Are You've never ran into a Jeff before. A yes, Goff? J E F F G E O F F is Joff, Joffrey, Joff. You know, like the giraffe. The ballet. Wow, it's British. Words is hard. Okay. Yep. There you go, Aaron. You nailed it, Aaron. Right. Hit it on the nail. Good. Names is hard. Hit the nail on the head, Hit Mark. The nail. What did he say? A, hit it on the nail. Hit it on the nail. I got to like write Biff. that one down. He's like Biff from, uh, uh, from Back the to the Future. Why don't you make like a tree and split? There you go. I don't he think did. that's what's on the nail. All right. Let's see. Oh, All right. hey, the Colonel's up. Everybody. Awesome. Oh, oh got glasses. Right. Here Here we go. Go. Come on now. Give me a little bit some respect. All right. Go for it. Dave, X-File star David Duchovny admits he never cared much about UFOs. What? It, yeah. yeah. Bullshit. I know. Jeez. The X-File star, 
David Duchovny admits what? that the X-Files star, David Duchovny, mm -hmm. admits mm -hmm. that he never cared that much about UFOs. <sighs> Duchovny became a massive TV star playing the UFO-obsessed FBI agent Fox Mulder for the better part of 11 seasons on Fox Network's The X-Files, mm -hmm. pairing for the most part with Gillian Anderson, Dana Scully. Before it was over... Dana. Dana, Dana. Scubby. Dana. Okay. Oh. Dana and Joff are we my favorite. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh. Dana. Dan Dana, Dana and Joff. Dana, oh, Dana and Joff. Before it was oh. over, the company's run as Mulder would also include a pair of the theatrically released X-Files feature films. Given the types of stories told by the X-Files, stories often involving government cover-ups, conspiracy theories, and other mystery mysterious going-ons, it should come as no surprise that the series attracted the attention of a lot of fans with their own interesting obsessions. <sighs> yep, there you go. But it may come as some surprise that the company himself never shared fans' obsessive fascination with the mysterious... The mysteries the show tackled on a weekly basis, and indeed <laughs> was never anything like his character, oh, Fox Mulder. Paranormal so, 130, here we go. When it came to being fasc <laughs> fascinated by the subjects of the UFO and alien encounters, appearing mm -hmm. on Jimmy Kimmel Live, the company addressed recent news stories about UFOs and admitted he's totally out of the loop. I'm so out of it. And so old, really, that I was doing an interview and somebody was asking me about UFOs and they said something about this new UFO cake or whatever. And does some anybody DM you? And I was like, oh, DMUs, is that what they call UFOs now? DMUs. I haven't heard of this DMU. What does that stand for? DMU. Dima Tiller. Dima Tiller. I. <laughs> <laughs> 30 years in the this is the colonel demilitarized come on 30 come years on, come on. unidentified I never did really pay attention to the UFOs I just got the scripts and I did my best oh. much like Marty powering yep, through the story there you go. Push, push through man the company surely never could have predicted when they originally took the role of Fox Mulder that three decades later he would still be talking about the character and his UFO obsession. But the X-Files was indeed left that kind of lasting legacy, continuing to influence the television scene to this day. There you demilitarized. go. Demilitarized. Back to you. I said session? demilitarized eventually, okay? He said uh, what the they UFO call session oh or obsession. Do, what was that session? show he was in on, uh, was it Showtime? Californication. Do that. California. That, that yeah, was a yeah. good flick. It was funny. It was a, it was a great series, series, actually. Yeah. Very yeah. funny. Yeah. Well written. I don't know. He DMU. did uh he did another movie, and maybe uh somebody in the chat room could throw it up. He did it with <laughs> Minnie Driver. Um Driving I can't remember the name of it, but it's an interesting movie where his wife dies in a car accident and she is a, a donor transplant and her heart ends up getting in a mini driver and how Duchovny and mini drivers characters end up coming together. It's a really sweet little romantic comedy. And I think it's the last movie Carol O'Connor did. Uh, but it's, a, if you haven't seen it, if anybody knows what I'm talking about, which would be rare because nobody seems to ever know what I'm talking about. Return to me. Mm. Thank you. Shell bell. Isn't that Chelly belly? 
Uh, yeah, if you read it like <laughs> like Greg and Greg and Marty. Thank you, Jelly Belly. <laughs> or is that Cahel Bell? Cahel Bell. Cahel Wasn't Bell. that Superman's dad, Cahel Bell? <laughs> yeah, that was. And even Yo Mama. Hey guys, Yo Mama says that was a good movie. Oh, oh yeah, uh, right, Yo Mama. Yeah. Yep, and Lucky Gypsy Thirteen Agrees. That is a good movie. So there you go. All right. Thank well, you very we, much, Cahel Bell. Yeah, Mark is on it. Look at that. (laughs) The stammerings of Marty (laughs) not necessarily reflect the views of dictionaries anywhere. (laughs) That's that's too long to hashtag Mark. Wow, that is that is a good one. Uh, Holy Christmas! Wow, no no punches tonight, man. No punches. We're gonna be. We don't get to see you really for another couple of weeks, Uh, guys. We're only doing next week's Friday show. Well, I guess you guys aren't going to miss much. You'll you'll miss like one show because I'll be gone in Egypt, but we've got some aren't, stuff in the hopper, so we'll be all right. It'll are we doing the show? Yeah, I won't you. get to see. Yeah, you guys, for but... we're we're recording Tuesday. It'll run next Friday. We'll be recording over the weekend. It'll run the following wow, week. That's a little confusing here. We'll just yeah, uh, why don't we just uh, say that it'll kick be off on your... at some point. <laughs> I'm not gonna... at some point. Yeah. That is that is correct. All right, I'm not going uh, to get to see you guys for a while. Yeah, well, yeah, you, you know, could have, but mm. yeah. But you were clinging to a different yeah. job, I guess. Let me uh, see what we got here. <laughs> I like that. People believe uh, in Bigfoot and other pseudoscience claims. A new course study may explain why. The Psychology of Pseudoscience is the name of a new course that examines claims of the unusual, led by Craig A. Foster, professor and chair of the Department of Psychology at the State University at New York College. Professor Foster states that. While teaching a course on research methods at the United States Air Force Academy, I concluded that the course needed a bigger emphasis on a broad scientific reasoning skills. So I incorporated material about the difference between science, the systematic and systemic process of evidence-based inquiry, and pseudoscience, which is the promotion of unreliable scientific claims as if they were more reliable than other explanations. I wanted to understand why people promote claims that conflict with science. I jumped at the opportunity to develop this type of course at SUNY Cortland. We look at some of the common scientific reasoning failures that pseudoscience exploits. These include handpicking anecdotes to support a belief, developing a set of beliefs that explain every possible outcome, promoting irrelevant research, ignoring contradictory information, and believing in uh, unsubstantiated conspiracies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It sounds like everything we we stand for on the show, this guy's trying to take apart. He is. Yeah. We particularly highlight motivated reasoning, the tendency for people to process information in a way that helps them confirm what they already want to believe. For example, some might accept scientific consensus about cancer treatments, but question it with regard to vaccines, even though both are supported by strong scientific evidence and expert consensus. Yeah, especially the COVID vaccine. Yeah. We also review group polarization in which people develop more extreme positions after interacting with similarly minded group members. Some of the topics we examine include the flat earth bully, creationism, Bigfoot, and other cryptozoological ideas, psychic ability, conversion therapy, anti-vaccination, astrology, ghosts, and climate change denial. It's really weird that it's like, 
um, psychic, uh, flat earthers, Bigfoot, ghosts, uh, and then vaccines. I'm very uncomfortable with this, all this. Yeah, that doesn't seem to fit in there. Students complete two papers to reinforce their knowledge. First, students develop their own bogus scientific claims and a corresponding plan to convince people that their claims are legitimate. Allowing students to invent and promote novel forms of pseudoscience gives them a safe context in which to examine specious scientific arguments. Second, students review old issues of Skeptical Inquirer, the leading national magazine about science and critical thinking, to summarize the topics that were being addressed at the time. Students also dive more deeply into a specific topic, like unexplained cattle mutilations or the Bermuda Triangle. Then they write a paper based on an example I recently published in Skeptical Inquirer. I'm hoping that future column installments will include students' works, the course prepares students to identify dubious scientific claims. In so doing, they should become less vulnerable to being drawn into pseudoscience. The course also enhances familiarity with specific forms of pseudoscience. I expect climate change denial, anti-vaccination, and creationism to remain major hot points of contention in American society for decades. Educated people should understand the discussions that occur around these kinds of social problems. So this guy would tell you that I didn't just vanish, that it was an illusion. Mm. Did I vanish? Did it work? No. It did. No, First time. not working anymore. Yeah. First time it worked. Oh, Marty's good. Look at Marty. Whoa, look at he's beaming in. Beaming in. I don't know how he does it, but he does. It looks like he is transporting <laughs> in. Yeah. Wow, you're fancy. Yeah. You know, uh, know. that Skeptical Magazine, I I, I uh, used to take that. I, I read it uh, online also. I've, uh, right, right. Uh, listen to a lot of the TED talk and, and stuff mm -hmm. that from, from some of the editors and stuff. And it should be called um, cynical magazine. It yeah. shouldn't be called skeptical yeah. magazine. Although they, I, I, like I said, Michael Shermer, Dr. Michael Shermer, who's Dr. deeply Michael involved Shermer. and entrenched, he's yeah. very good and he's open and has a good charisma to him in a way to explain yeah. things that doesn't seem condescending. Ben oh, Radford also feels that I feel that way about Ben Radford. There are other, people that are in the skeptical realm that I feel are much more. I've seen Michael Shermer uh, roll his eyes. So, well, sure. Yeah. I don't yeah, mind rolling eyes. I even roll eyes at no, some of the claims that come. Skeptical. But the time when Greg's. Yeah. That's not skeptical. That's no, that's I got you. Disgust. Eric, you're up. Chachi, you got a story for us? Let's see. What skepticism is healthy. Yes. Right. Don't blind Skepticism. 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 This is why I don't go back and watch these things. Hashtag moist beast. Hashtag mm -hmm. moist beast. We may, we have a few front runners for next week's <laughs> shirt already, by the way. Do we? Mm. What are they so far? I like the dark, desperate bunker. I just don't think it'll cross my chest. Yeah. That, what was that? P W K H A E F, whatever the hell that was. Yeah. It sounds like Pakoff, but yeah. uh, I yeah. like when you said burial shaft. That really hit me in the heart. Mm. Burial shaft. I don't know what hashtag it was about burial that. shaft. Yeah, yeah, hashtag burial good, shaft. Some good, yeah. good choices there. Mm -hmm. I like hit it on the nail. Yeah, yeah. That was. Really I like that, that on one. The nail. I like <laughs> golf. Yeah, golf. golf and Dana. Dana. Jaw. Yeah, D A N space A. Yeah, Dana. and then you know I, I that's all you guys, but I will kind of admit I screwed up cold the whole book of the bed. 
The Book of the Bad. Book hey, of the Dead. I can the see bed. it right now. The bu- Book of the Dead with the little leather and everything. The Book of the Bed is like have a, a nice comforter on it. And, exactly. Yeah. The cover yeah. will be like a quilt. Yeah. yeah. Be it's quilted with a face. I'll wear a shirt. I'll wear a quilt. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. With a headboard All right, Chachi. Where are we going next? Quilt. Okay. Headboard. Poor sleep could Speaking possibly be linked to a belief in ghosts and demons or hmm. demons. What? Yes. There's saying? a reason things tend to go bumping that at the Lawson house rather than ah, in the day. And right. it may be for reasons more mundane than you think. It appears Ooh. it has more to do with poor sleep habits. Hmm. Building on a body of research tentatively linking beliefs in the paranormal to sleeping disorders, the University of London-led team signed up a large online cohort of nearly 9,000 people to see how the two things lined up. Mm-hmm. The sample was self-selecting. And believe it or not, overwhelmingly white and two-thirds female. Mm. They so evaluated a lot of pumpkin spice involved in this. Mm-hmm. It was done in the morning. Oh, yeah. 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 They evaluated a range of sleep variables for all subjects: sleep efficiency, duration, latency, insomnia symptoms, together subjective sleep qualities they called them as well as the dreaded sleep paralysis and something i've never heard of called exploding head syndrome or ehs ehs bad i've had that after a night of drinking (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) the latter was an entirely new one for your back page correspondent it's a sleep disorder characterized by loud noises or a perception of explosion in one's head during wake sleep or sleep-wake transition. Six paranormal beliefs were also measured. Ghosts, souls that persist after death, communication with the dead, near-death experiences evidenced for an afterlife, demons, and that aliens have visited Earth. Mm. All paranormal beliefs predicted all sleep variables, meaning Mm. the more people believed in any of the above, the more likely they were to have all kinds of poorer sleep. As for the two dramatic sleep disorders, there was a positive association between EHS and belief that aliens had visited Earth, while sleep paralysis was associated with the belief that near-death experiences are evidence of an afterlife. There was a U-shaped relationship between belief in souls and insomnia, suggesting, the author said, that the uncertainty may be keeping some people awake at night. I can totally see that. Mm -hmm. But more generally... The direction of effects will require further research to establish. In other words, give me more money. Mm-hmm. The results, they say, could encourage clinicians to keep and consider sleep issues rather than more serious psychiatric disorders when a patient mm-hmm. professes belief in supernatural beings and experiences. Incidentally, and this is important to note, hot chocolate with milk at bedtime rather than scotch is indicated if you are having trouble nodding off. Get out of here. That's what hey, they came up with. Yeah, I'm, I'm That's not, not a good time. idea. Listen. Oh, I'm doing it. I'm going to do it. What are you going to do? You're going to go with the hot, I'm do the hot chocolate. Yeah. No, you don't want to do that. Yeah. Mm. Hot chocolate's good. I do. You know what? The, not the chocolate. Get rid of it. Just the hot milk. The hot milk. Just that. Does that ever? Oh, man. Did you used to do that as a kid? Get a little cup Steven? of hot milk. Steep in help you sleep. Ice cold. Ooh. Oh no, ice cold. Oh, ice no. cold bubbly that milk. Grinches up my stomach. Uh, my mother would say, yeah. "Would you like a nice high, uh, ice cold bubbly milk? Would you like a nice bubbly milk? Yeah, that's what bubbly she milk. 
It's called yeah. beer. She, I mean, she was a she was a farmer. Dragon's milk signed Chachi up for <laughs> a nice, nice cup of dragon's milk. <laughs> hey, I've got an email here yep. from hey, uh, Greg email. loves emails. Jim, hey, Jim Baker. Yeah, Jim. He says uh, uh, evangelist. Uh, Hello, gentlemen. My family have watched you since we discovered Ghost Adventures and every project thereafter. You have conducted all of your projects with integrity, what? except for putting this team together. So I feel like oh. I can trust you to be honest in your answer. My older oh. brothers and I were spending the night at our grandparents and had the same experience one night. We would camp out in the living room floor and make forts with blankets and TV trays. I woke up during the night and looked out of my fort opening, and I saw a white apparition of a woman. It was the exact height and shape of our grandma. Even down to the beehive bouffant hairstyle, it was the 70s. I was telling my grandma about it when she came from home from work, not knowing that my brother had told our grandpa the exact same thing. It could not have been her because she worked third shift as a nurse. We've talked about this often, and it has left us with many questions. These are the top questions. Is it possible to see an apparition of a living person? Yes. Yes, it is. Grandma is still alive today at the youthful age of 91. Nice. That's awesome. Congratulations, Grandma. If not, could an entity take on the appearance, shape of a living person, like imagine sharing? Yes, that's yes. called a doppelganger. Um, but I, I think people use that too loosely. It, uh, because I don't believe that all doppelgangers are evil. I think we are seeing, why wouldn't we be haunting ourselves? How does a residual haunting know to start the minute we die? What inspires that moment? I think it's taking place around us all the time, but we just don't pay as close attention to it because, oh, well, grandma's home, so you're hearing noises you would normally hear. But then you remove grandma from that element, and we start to hear those noises, it must therefore be a ghost. I think some of this is time slip phenomena. I could be wrong, but that's what I believe. Mm -hmm. Is there a significance to the apparition being white instead of black or in detail? Thank you, sir, for your time and thoughts to our questions. Respectfully, Laura Baker. So, Laura, I don't understand. For clarification, I'm not saying, was the apparition white, meaning uh pallor of skin like me right. instead of black as in african-american no uh black or are you talking like white and gray as opposed to a dark black inky shadow like figure i think that's what um, she was talking about i think i'm not sure yeah. but that's why so the significance just could be um you know it's like everything has color to it but if you take a, a threadbare sheet and hold it up you can see the image of greg and chachi and the colonel through it but they're kind of white and, and gauzy and maybe that's what it is is just through that little that temporal rift we're looking through that's what you're seeing that hazy milky version of grandma i i don't know and it could be could be something else that i've been talking a lot about you know maybe you should have asked, had grandma nodded off that day? Had she taken a little siesta in her car, maybe nodded off at her desk at work or sitting on the loo? Because maybe for a few moments she was out spiritually traversing and just came by to visit family. There's also, now this is where I start getting kind of weird guys with this stuff, right? You, you know that moment when you just kind of like you're sitting there and all of a sudden you just kind of it's not good. And you're there you. physically. Yeah, it's not good for radio, but you just kind of phase <laughs> off and you look off into the distance and you, you're aware of your surroundings, but you know you're not here so much. 
It's my whole I high school career right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Explains a lot about the reading ability. Come on. I'll take shots. So it could be that maybe we're going through our own neural net, going out, reaching out, checking in on our loved ones. It's, it's this kind of etheric ethernet version of our spirituality. And uh, apparently this is resonating with Greg as he tries to drink the pain away from my explanation. But I don't know. I, I think there's a lot Good. of different variables that could be taking place. Yeah. Good. Yeah. You, you tell a, you tell a really good story about um, that, that vision that you, I think you had of your, your grandmother, right? Um, where uh, there was one story of seeing you in the living right. room. No, this was, the, this was, was great, uh, great. actually a listener shared this with me uh, and I've shared it on the show a bunch of times, but it, the concept that he, he, uh, his grandmother was sitting in the living room one day watching the like, Jeopardy in the middle of the afternoon and three shadowy figures walked in and stopped in front of her, stared at her and then turned and ran out of the room. And uh, the house had never been considered haunted to that point. Uh, nothing else really major happened again after that, but that was enough to kind of label grandma's house as haunted. Grandma passed away a few years later. The guy and two of his buddies happened to walk into the living room and there sitting in the chair was the specter of his grandmother. And they saw it and freaked out and ran out of the room. And he stopped and he thought, oh, my God, this is exactly what Grandma saw. But it's from the other side. Who's haunting who? Right. Yeah. That's so, great, yeah, it's a, a yeah, that's a good one. it's an interesting concept of how that all goes. Oh, I don't know. I, don't know. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Maybe. Yeah, the, all right. You know, Dave, you know, Dave uh, something about that is, is um, <laughs> you know, we're talking about uh, skepticism mm -hmm. or you know, pseudoscience and all this other stuff and, mm -hmm. and all that skepticism, pseudoscience and our parents, uh, uh, Christianity and all of that tries to tell us not to pay attention. Right. Do not pay attention to the things that you experience, mm -hmm. talk them away, push them away, ignore them. Um, and, and, and so I, I think it's really interesting if you could imagine if you actually paid attention, if your parents encouraged you when you were a kid, mm -hmm. when you told them about Beezub showing up and, and talking to you, the little purple boy that would talk to you uh, in your room or whatever it was, and they just went with it, you know, and, and, I, right. and, and some people would, would it have say, strengthened well, that muscle? Would it have given that yeah. ability, not shutting it down? Right. Right. And, and, yeah. you know, because you can, you can assess meaning to all of your experiences instead of right. ignoring it, you know, because mm -hmm. most of us, we go through the, the day and things happen to us and we absolutely ignore them. Mm -hmm. But if we just spent a little more time going, wow, that was a little weird or wow, I can relate that experience to something, you know, mm -hmm. as a metaphor um, and learn something from it. But anyway, just, mm. just, the uh, dickle talking. If it's there was the ever a time, to wait. Use I'm sorry. What did know. you just say? Yeah, I'm, I'm drinking George Dickel, so it's the dickle talking. Uh, is that a name? Mm. No, nah, it's, it's George Dickel. It's a it's a whiskey. Never heard person. of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy, Greg Listen, uh, Dickel. You heard. I don't it here. give Greg a lot of kudos, but Greg, that was good insight there, buddy. Thanks. It was. Thanks. I'm writing a book about it. You oh, sure? is that why? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Right. I am a little bit of marketing there, but okay. 
Okay, okay Mr. Garrison, let's go. Yeah, what's look next? At Marty. I like Marty. Okay. <laughs> Marty's inner African American mother that mm, mm, that comes out mm-hmm. in the last the other, week. He was uh, James Bond with the martinis and the button-down shirt. I know. This now week, he's all judgy wudgy. Yeah, love, really. I love the new judgy wudgy. You've got uh, you've got a story to share with us, Colonel. Let's see how hey, you can do. Here we go. This. Please we tell go. me it's about the demilitarized zone. It is no, actually. Yeah, taking no, them to actually, Ireland. It's about Irish paranormal hunters left astonished after capturing a ghost ah, on camera at go. a three hundred year old castle. Irish paranormal investigators have shared footage of what they believe to be a child ghost at Ducats Grove last week. The group known as Paranormal Supernatural Investigations on Facebook were given permission to investigate the magnificent magnificent <laughs> location. <laughs> Come on now. Where they had a number Come of sightings. Wait a minute. How would you spell astonishing? It's astonishing the magnificence of it all. Magnificence? I gotta see it. Mag I gotta figure out. I gotta sound that out phonetically. Magnificence. Look at Greg. Greg, Mister O, leave him alone. He can't. He's turning purple. Look at him. Even your Uh, biggest supporters turning purple. I know. Mm -hmm. Got bad lighting in here, man. As they headed down to Carlo last Thursday to look deeper into the activity of the historic castle, one home to the Duckett family, a spokesperson for the group wrote. Our first main investigation of the year kicked off here at Duckett's Grove last night. A huge thank you to Carlo County Council for giving us permission to investigate this magnis... magnis- <laughs> I got to write magnissa. What? Not magnificent. It's magnificent. Location. Hey, Loki's got some advice there for you, Greg. Breathe. Breathe. The weather you conditions might, uh... were perfect for a paranormal investigations. Overall, the night was active. Uh-huh. We will be posting our findings in the next few days. Mm-hmm. They used a new device, Dave. Did they? A they did. Phasmatron GD2000. Phasmatron. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is it significant? Proved... Yes, it is. Which proved popular in the investigation and helped them capture some pretty terrifying ghost sightings. Sharing the first image, which appears to show a figure looking at the camera, they explained, while we were walking around the side of Duckett's Grove, the phasmatron, phasmatron, <laughs> phasmatron was pointing to the side of the building and had activated. There's a picture of it right there. I can't. I can't. <laughs> okay, Mr. Bed. Uh, Mr. Bed, the bed. I like the name, look at the bed here. Let's <laughs> say Mr. Bed. Hashtag Mr. Oh, bed next God. week. Yeah. Uh, Hold on. Let me get my paper. Hey, Marty. Down to the ba- this arrow down bed. to the area for us Mr. to focus bed. our equipment on. His uh-huh. picture was taken at that exact area mm. from the member of the public. We were all astonished when we were all viewed this picture. The second image was shared later, and they describe it as a picture that we believe is a ghost of a child that were taken at Duckett's Grove last Tuesday, 17th, January, 2023. Speaking about past nights at the castle, the spokesperson said Duckett's Grove would be in the top three locations for PSI Ireland in regards to carrying out paranormal investigations. One Mm -hmm. week ago, we investigated here, and we would have to say that Duckett's Grove is very active in paranormal terminology. We had a very interesting and eventful night. We used a few devices that we believed would be of a beneficial benefit, beneficial benefit, okay, 
<laughs> to the investigation. <laughs> hey, that's what I'm reading here. He That'll reading. give him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of those devices. <laughs> one of those devices was the magenta light, as you can see in the picture. Are you sure that's not Magneta? No, I said magenta. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Greg. He's done. He's yeah. cooked. Greg is literally purple. I know. He is purple. He's not having a heart attack, is he? I think he is. I got oh. bad lighting in here, man. <laughs> it's bad lighting. You're purple. <laughs> I'm all kinds of colors, man. Charles uh, wants to know. Is it pre-recorded? Charles, no. Yes. Yes, it is, Charles. Yes. Yes. Time's no, up. My Charles, bad. It, it is not uh, pre-recorded is live. However, uh, I didn't address your earlier comment because we're in the midst of a show and it's not the time or place, but we can talk about it afterwards. So wow, mm. wow, yeah, people are worried about you, Greg. Greg's gonna explode. <laughs> yeah, is Lynn around? Maybe she can start doing because uh, chest compressions. People expect people expect uh, you know credibility uh, out of me. That's what we have you from, from, from me. Hey, when did this start? Yeah, I thought that's why you had me on the show. You are. You are the credibility. That's right. Greg, oxygen, Crebid get some. That's what <sighs> Jessica says. You're the credibility. Yeah, you're the credibility. Italy. All right, let's uh, let's go to the <clears throat> captain of credibility. Uh, he's got he's got a story uh, to share. But oh, first, is it my turn? It's my. We turn. have another email. Oh, here right. comes from <laughs> Greg. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. A couple <laughs> years email. back, my cousin Katie passed away from a drug overdose. A couple days oh. after her funeral, she visited me twice in my dreams. The first dream, we were outside my house talking like we used to. She used to live up the street from me. We grew up together. The second dream, we were in a room talking again. This time, she said the people in the big room out there looked sad and asked me to go look. And when I did, it was her funeral all over again. Do you think she needed help to the other side and didn't know she had passed away? Thanks a lot, Ross. That's... that. That's, Those that's type a very things deep, scare me. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a deep question in many ways. Uh, dream visitations are often believed to be the easiest way for spirits to uh, communicate, especially quickly after death. Uh, she may have been in a confused state. Um, you know, we can only hope that because maybe that was the last time she visited, she realized her own mortality. Maybe she did cross over. Um, all we can do is, you know, put out prayer for her that uh, if she's still lost, uh, that that God will open the light for her, bring her forward. The angels will will escort her home. Family and friends can come through that portal to gather her. That's all we can hope for, Ross. But um, yeah, it just very well may be that she was dealing with the the loss. Now it's also interesting because I've said that in my belief system that people ask about, do I believe in heaven and hell? And I've I've been talking about this a lot more lately. I believe hell is going to be that reveal of your life, but you're going to have to live the moments of everybody that you ever hurt. You're going to live those moments for them to feel that pain and realize how deep it went into their psyche and into their world and how it will in, impact and affect them going forward. I believe heaven on the other side will be getting to relive all the amazing moments and seeing the joy and happiness and love that you've brought to the world. So try to fill your life with that. Maybe she was, because of her drug addiction, maybe she was forced to face this aspect of her mortality to realize the impact that 
her death was having on the people around her because of her drug issues. So that could be part of what was going on. Ross, I, there's no one clear definitive answer, and I hope that maybe something will give you a little light out of that. Hey, Dave, question. Mm -hmm. um, sure. Is it their belief that... Marty, can you put it in an email? That's how we prefer to do these things. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, go Hold ahead. Hold on, I'm typing it now. Um, okay. <laughs> Dear is there, Dave. Yeah, is there a belief that uh, after you die, there's a certain number of days that you are actually... Mm -hmm hanging around just to kind of see what's going on with your family if they're okay yeah or... there's there's different yep, belief yep, systems yep. in different uh religions and backgrounds uh, some say it's three days some say it's up to 30 that's another reason that the wake would often take three days the mule would be three days uh so that your um soul would have a chance to make its rounds and see everybody and then it could cross over clearly there's also a belief that you're truly conscious for up to three hours uh, after death so mm -hmm. that there is a, an awareness there. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm reminded of uh, when my mom passed away, we, I, I broke down and cried for a few minutes, but then it was a lot of laughter and talking about the funny things and the wonderful moments that mom brought to us. So I'm hoping that that was what ushered her out was the sound of our love and laughter together. But uh, I've heard that uh, Deb from SAC says it's uh, two months. That's another version of it. Yeah. Two okay. months. 60 days. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So yep. Catholic says three days. Um, Jamie says, I swear that after my dad passed, I got a photo of him checking in on me. Very cool. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, Donna says, yes, Marty. Usually I find they hang around until just after the funeral. Yeah. yeah, three days according to the Torah, according to Charles Wagner. So, all right, I see we've got oh, some nasty you. people in our chat, so I'll be blocking them. Uh, you've got a story to share with us there, um, Mr. Lawson. So why oh, don't do you I? take us? Is it my turn? Yeah, we'll let it's you. My we'll turn. let you wrap it up with that. Yeah. Wow. Let's do this. Uh, vengeful ghost of Greenbrier helped solve its own murder. 126 mm -hmm. years ago, Elva Zona Hester Shoe, wife mm -hmm. of Erasmus Stribling's Trout Shoe. Mm. Who's Erasmus? Mm. Yeah, this again? Erasmus yeah. Uh, was found dead in her home from what was initially ruled natural causes. The following mm. trial would make U.S. history. According to the Monroe Watchmen via West Virginia Archives and History, Elva was found dead in her home in Greenbrier County by a local boy that Erasmus had sent to ask her what she wanted from the market. Erasmus and doctors quickly arrived after being notified, but Elva was unable to be resurrected. Represented. By, it was unable to be resurrected by a doctor and was requested to desist from further examination by Erasmus. Mm -hmm. Elva was placed in a dress with a high, stiff collar and was taken to a nearby cemetery where she was buried with an uncertain cause of death. According to the Greenbrier Independent uh, via West Virginia Archives and History, mm -hmm. in the weeks following Elva's death, Mary J. Hester, mother of the late Elva, claimed that she had a vision from the spirit of her daughter, claiming that she told me that her neck was squeezed off at the first joint. Following mm. this testimony, 
Elva's body was exhumed for a post-mortem examination to attempt to verify the cause of death. Upon examination, it was found that the body had a crushed windpipe and broken neck, likely mm. caused by natural causes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Not likely You're caused right. by <laughs> strangulation. Yeah. That's okay. a natural Sorry, case. I'm, yeah. yeah. The jury only took an hour following Mary's testimony to return a verdict of murder in the first degree sentencing yield Erasmus to the state penitentiary for life. He would later die only after three years of serving his sentence due to the flu epidemic of 1900. Greenbrier, West Virginia, says that the motive was never found, but that Erasmus had a history of a hot temper. And one account claims that he had abused one of his previous wives. A state highway marker that you see right there was erected to commemorate the cause of the case, <laughs> noting that it was only the only case that it was known a testimony of a ghost help push through a murderer. Come on. We'll get there, man. We'll get there. Oh, <laughs> We're yeah. almost there. We're almost Amazing. There. This sign is right what there in the town. It says Greenbrier yeah. Ghost interred in nearby cemetery is Zona Heaster's shoe. Her death in 1897 was presumed natural until her spirit appeared to her mother to describe how she was killed by her husband, Edward. Autopsy on the exhumed body verified the apparition's account. Edward, found guilty of murder, was sentenced to the state prison. This is the only known case in which testimony from a ghost helped convict a murderer. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That is cool. Very cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not cool. I, well, yeah. But, yeah. you know, I bet you that's well, true. A lot if of it's times where plaque. if it's yeah. in a plaque, it's true. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> in a plaque. I like don't, how you guys did that. A little don't true know, ping pong don't, there. Yeah. yeah. Don't know about that so much. Yeah. Well, uh, this is uh, this is it, guys. We are ready. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be back Monday night live with all of you our listeners um, Tuesday, we're going to pre-record news for Friday. So I'll get to see these three lovely fellows then. And then Wednesday, uh, Chachi, the Colonel and I are Miami bound. We're going to be mm -hmm. heading out to Miami and uh, hanging out for a night. We're leaving Thursday on the cruise. We're going to have a great time. We hope to meet all of you that signed up on that cruise. Please make your That's way right. to see us. If you see us just hanging out anywhere, feel free to come up, get pictures, autographs, hug Marty, whatever you want. We are there for your disposal, I'm especially Marty. I like no, the heaters. Disposal? I'm not a Greg hugger. Is, no. Greg is not much of a hugger. Hey, guys, one more quick thing. Unexplainable, eerie, England, supernatural journey with me and Neil Story is coming up. You can join me and historian Neil Story as we lead you through the most impressively haunted and supernaturally ignited destinations England has to offer. We'll be collaborating with one of the premier paranormal conferences and the Festival of the Unknown. So not only do you get to do a really cool tour of England with Neil Story and myself, we're going to be going to a paranormal conference. And your cost of admission to this tour gets you into the uh, Festival of the Unknown. It is September 12th through the 21st. We would love for you to join us. You can get more information by going to darknessevents.com. If you are listening or watching from the UK and just want to go just to the Festival of the Unexplained, check out festivaloftheunexplained.com. Festivaloftheunexplained.com. Single tickets for that event are almost sold out. So 
hopefully we'll get a chance to meet you. You know, Dave, I went to the last one and it was Mm -hmm. absolutely amazing. I was like one of the, I'd been to England before, Mm -hmm. but going with your group just made it so much, so much better, so much funner. And And Neil's story is one of the most dapper dressers you will ever meet. We were there in June. We were there in June. Right. When it's he wore a wool tweed jacket, wool tweed vest. Yep. Constant and a tie. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I give that guy credit. I was sweating wearing nothing more than bikini briefs and uh oh I remember that day. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty yeah, uh, was moist beast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I was. That's what I was. Hey guys, don't forget the Paranormal Sixty T-shirts are here. If you'd like to get one, we have them in sizes small all the way up to adult five X. Prices are twenty five to thirty dollars. The larger the size, the more the shirt cost. Uh, then we have shipping in the United States only at this point. One shirt, $8. Two shirts, $9. Three shirts, $10 for shipping. Uh, four shirts or more, $12 and up from there. If you're interested, email me, Dave at Paranormal60.com. That's Dave at Paranormal60.com. Include your full name, your shipping address, your email address, what size shirt you want, which design on the back you'd like. Don't scare me, I poop easily. Words is hard, Darkling, or Paranormal Talk Radio. If you choose one of those designs, when we send out the invoice to you via uh, PayPal, all you have to do is pay it. We'll send it out, and uh, you'll be good to go. And uh, the shirts will be out to you within about two to three weeks of you paying. So email me, Dave, at Paranormal60.com. You can also go check out Paranormal60.com. Click on the Store tab at the top of the page, and there you can find all the cool stuff, including the uh, uh, Paranormal60 2023 Protection and Energy Bracelets. Yes, Chachi, you, you have something you have to share? Paranormal60 shirt that has Moist Beast on it? I don't. Do you? I do. No, you just have a hashtag Moist Beast <laughs> shirt. <laughs> oh, is that different? Yes, weird. we should. It's, uh, weird. You know, it's it's kind of along that uh, that lines, but not quite. Next week we'll have an auction for my moist B shirt. How's that? Wow, I'm there you go. I won't even your... wash it. How's that? Oh, oh. <laughs> after a night of drinking, you want this oh, shirt? You will oh, want that yeah. shirt. It's all yours, Dave. I know you're going to be I, the uh, high bidder. Oh, I'll be high. All right. Uh, I don't <laughs> think that's the right thing to do. Thanks for tuning in, folks. The Paranormal Sixty News. The X-Files, Evil Dead, and we have a ghost edition. Thank you for tuning in and spending your time with the the swellest bunch of guys I've ever had a chance to call friends. We'll be back again with you next week right here on the Paranormal 60.
Chachi and the Colonel and the Paranormal Detective always drained his coffee and they all will be corrected He's got protective bracelets and some crazy magic tricks Even Scully cannot save him from the voice of Stevie Nicks Schrader's on Schrader's on Friday night, don't be alone The paranormal 60's on No one day Dave might even put me on his show There's a ghost in my mom's basement Man, I live down there, I know It's Friday night, don't be alone The paranormal 60's on Schrader's on Words is on 